Welcome to our Sunday night study of the book of Revelation. I'm Chris Hall, pastor of Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. And it's good to have you with us tonight as we conclude our study of the very last book of the Bible. Yes, we have over 40 different studies of the book of Revelation in our library. We've studied this book verse by verse. What a joy it has been for me to study this book again and to share what God lays upon my heart. I hope it's been a blessing to you and encouragement to you. You know, when we do studies like this, and I've done them in my ministry, not only in this book, but in other books as well, when you come to the conclusion of a study like this, you've lived, you've lived your life <laughs> for several weeks, months, maybe even a year or more in studying a book. And when you come to the very last study of the book, it um, makes you kind of sad. <laughs> We've studied this book. I've, I've lived in the book of Revelation now for several weeks. And now we come to the conclusion of it. And it makes you a little melancholy that we have concluded the study. But you know what? We're going to start another study very soon. In fact, on our, in our Sunday night studies that we'll have during the month of December, we're going to talk about the birth of Jesus. Now, we've talked a lot here lately about the second coming of Jesus Christ in our Sunday night studies. Well, during Christmas time, during the month of December, on our Sunday night studies, we're going to look at some Christmas themes, and I pray that they will be a blessing to you and I pray that these studies that we'll have will be an encouragement to you and to help you to keep Christ in your Christmas. And so I would encourage you during the month of December to stay with us and stay with our study here on Sunday nights from our sanctuary here at Mercedes Baptist Church. And our prayer is, of course, that you will be blessed and you will be informed and you will be encouraged, you will be inspired, you will be drawn closer to the Lord as we study His precious Word. Our plan is in the new year. It's hard to believe we're talking about the new year, isn't it? Our, our plan is in the new year of 2023 to study the creation account of the Bible from the Old Testament. The Genesis creation account. To study it intensely, word by word, how this creation came into being as it is recorded in the book of Genesis and the first three chapters we'll be looking at. And so that's going to be a wonderful study. We look forward to that in the year of 2023 here on Sunday nights and uh, at Mercedes Baptist Church here in our sanctuary and on our social media pages. Thank you all so much for your encouraging comments that you have given to us in our studies and thank you so much for your prayers as we have sought to preach and proclaim the Word of God. But tonight, we come to the very last study in the book of Revelation. And what a blessing it's been for me to share this with you. Tonight, we read Revelation chapter 22 and the final verses, verses 13 through 21 in this wonderful book. Let's read them together. Here's what Jesus says 
as this book comes to a close. And John, oh, John the Apostle, bless his heart, over 90 years of age, on the Isle of Patmos, the whole island is a Roman prison. The Romans put him out there to die. He was an old man. They put him out there to die. God put him out there to receive the book of Revelation and to live. And thank God that John received this book and God made sure that this book was translated and transmitted over the centuries until we have it in our hand today. So let's read these final verses. Revelation 22, verse, starting in verse 13. Here's what Jesus says. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do His commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city, the new Jerusalem. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things and uh, to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the prophecy of this book, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so... Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, the verses we looked at last week, Revelation 22, verses 6 through 12, talked about what we should do as believers in light of the truth of the book of Revelation, how we should live confident lives, how we should uh, live obedient lives, how we should worship the Lord, how we should serve the Lord, how we should proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. That's what we looked at last week, Revelation chapter 22, verses 6 through 12. But here, the final verses of this chapter, the final verses of the book of Revelation are addressed to unbelievers. Last week, we looked at verses addressed to those who believe in Christ. These verses, these final verses, are addressed to people who do not believe in Christ. And this includes, these verses include, the Bible's final call for unbelievers to repent and to trust in Jesus. In other words, the book of Revelation and the Bible closes with an urgent invitation. A pleading by God 
with sinners to come to Jesus Christ and to receive the gift of eternal life before it is forever too late. First of all, I want us to look at verse 17 where the Spirit and the Bride say come. Again, verse 17, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the Bride, that is, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, unite together to say come. And let him who hears say come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Now, the first part of Revelation twenty-two seventeen is actually addressed to the Lord Jesus Christ. The second part of verse 17 is addressed to lost sinners. In the first part of this verse, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God calls on the Lord Jesus to fulfill His promise to come again to this earth. The Holy Spirit says to the Lord, come! Now the main ministry of the Holy Spirit of God, fully God, the Holy Spirit's fully God, the Holy Spirit's not an it, the Holy Spirit is a person, just as much a person as God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, just as equal of, of God and just as equal of the nature of God and the power of God and, and the personality of God than God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. The main ministry of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Lord Jesus and to point people to Him. The main ministry of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Lord Jesus and point people to Him. Jesus said of the Holy Spirit in John 16, 14, He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit of God will glorify me. And in John 15, 26, But when the Helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. The ministry of the Holy Spirit, part of His ministry, the main part of His ministry, is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and to point people to Jesus. The Holy Spirit of God longs for Jesus to be glorified. He longs for Jesus to be exalted in beauty and splendor and power and majesty over all creation. And that will happen when Jesus Christ comes again in triumph and great glory at His second coming. So the Holy Spirit of God who loves the Lord Jesus, who glorifies Christ and points people to Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, as we close the book of Revelation, says to the Lord Jesus, Come! May you come soon. Not only does the Holy Spirit long for Jesus to come, so does the, pri the bride of the Lord Jesus. That is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, identified as the bride of Christ in the Bible. Throughout the centuries, the people of God have waited for, we have prayed for, we have hoped for, and we have watched for the return of Jesus Christ.
And along with the Holy Spirit of God, true Christians and the true church long for the day when the Lord Jesus Christ will return to this earth to be exalted and glorified and honored in this world and in His creation as He should be. The true church longs for the day when the Lord Jesus will come again and His promises to His people will be finally and forever fulfilled. The true church longs for the day when the rebellion of this world will be dealt with finally and forever and the curse of sin will be finally erased. True Christians long for the day when our perishable and mortal bodies will be transformed into imperishable, immortal and glorified bodies. The true church longs for the day when there will be no more sorrow, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain, no more death. The true, true church longs for the day when the Father and the Lamb will be glorified and God's people will live and reign forever with them in the new heaven and the new earth. The true church knows that that day will occur when Jesus Christ comes again to this earth in great power and glory. And the true church says, along with the Holy Spirit of God, Come, Lord Jesus. The church today says, Come, Lord Jesus. Even so, come. The Holy Spirit says, Come. The church says, Come. In 2 Timothy 4.8, Paul describes believers as those who love His appearing. Those who love loves His appearing. Loves the return of Christ. Do you love the return of Christ? Do you love the thought that Jesus Christ is coming again? The church says come. For someone to truly love the Lord Jesus and not long for His return and for His glorification in this world is unimaginable. So in the per first part of Revelation twenty-two seventeen, the Holy Spirit says come. The church says, come, Lord, we're ready, come. Now, the last part of verse 17 is addressed to lost sinners. This is the last imitation in the Bible. The last imitation in the Bible for lost sinners, for unbelievers, to repent and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, if you're not a Christian, understand this. Unless you repent and trust in Christ, you will be lost forever. And understand this, that one day you will hear your last invitation to be saved could be in a church, could be at home, could be in a hospital room, or it could be as you go about your day, the Holy Spirit of God reaches out to you, whispers in your heart and in your soul and in your mind, come to Christ. My friend, 
Those invitations, the invitation to trust in Christ is so precious. Come to Christ today. Because one day, one day, one day you may hear your last and you will hear your last invitation to repent and be saved. Verse 17 is an invitation to the lost to hear the gospel. This is an invitation for the lost to hear, to believe and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, to repent of their sins, to receive Jesus as their Savior and their Lord, to call out upon Christ to save them from their lostness and their separation from God and from their rebellion against God. When a lost person hears and believes the gospel and is saved, they are changed by God in many different ways. <laughs> when, a, when, a, when a lost person hears and believes and trusts in Christ and they are saved, they are changed by God. I have had people tell me, I would become a Christian, but I don't think I can change. Well, no, you can't change. But God will change you. If you give your life to Christ, God does the changing. You can't change yourself. You don't have that power. But God has the power to do so, and He will if you'll give your life to Christ. One of the things, and, and the Lord, when, when He saves somebody, He changes them in so many different ways. Some of those change, changes happen immediately. Some of them happen over time as they walk with the Lord. One of the, the ways that an that a unbeliever is changed when they give their life to Christ is their attitude toward the second coming of Jesus Christ is changed. They go from someone who denied the second coming. They go from someone who may have feared the second coming to someone who joins the Holy Spirit and someone who joins the church and calling for the Lord Jesus to come again. Get saved. God will change you. You'll go from one who fears that judgment, who fears the second coming of Christ. You'll be changed into one who says, with the Holy Spirit in the church, even so, Lord Jesus, come. Come. Verse 17 is an invitation to the lost to take the water of life Freely. To those who thirst, to those who long for forgiveness, to those who thirst for the truth, to those who thirst to truly know God, to those who have a real and right relation, to have a real and right relationship with Him, this is an invitation to repent of their sin and receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Take and drink of the water of life freely. It's offered freely to you. You want to be forgiven? You can find forgiveness in Christ. You want to be born again? Come to Christ. Only by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior can the thirsty and longing soul be satisfied. That, that soul of a person who wants purpose and meaning in life 
who wants to find the, 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 the reality of life, the meaning of life, the fulfillment of life. You'll only find it in Jesus Christ, my friend. There's a part of you that only God can fill. And that will only happen when you give your life to Christ. Come and drink of the water of life freely. You want to find fulfillment. You want to find purpose in life. You want to find that which will give your life meaning and purpose. Come to Christ. Come drink of the water of life. The Lord Jesus Christ. And the salvation that God offers is free. It's free. <laughs> it's free to all of those who are willing to repent of their sins and receive it through faith and surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's free. It's free. Come to Christ. So many people are living from moment to moment, from time to time in their life, seeking for the next thing that they think might give them fulfillment and purpose in life. They're always searching. They're always seeking for the next thing that might give their life meaning and purpose. My friend, you'll not find it in this world. You'll only find it in Jesus Christ. The salvation that God offers is free. Because Jesus paid the price for our salvation. When He died on the cross for our sins, the price, the salvation that God's offer, God offers to all of us is free because Jesus has paid it all. He's paid it all. Give your life to Christ. And He will save you. Finally, from these verses, I want us to see in these final verses of the book of Revelation, encouragements to be saved. <laughs> these final verses offer four encouragements to those who are lost to be saved. The book of Revelation ends with a tremendous invitation to the lost to be saved. It begins with the Holy Spirit of God saying, Come! With the church of the Lord Jesus Christ saying to Jesus, Come! With those who, will be, who are, are saved and changed by God, and God gives them a new perspective on uh, the, the second coming of Jesus, they will say, Come! The book, of these, the book of Revelation closes with a wonderful invitation to the lost to hear the gospel, to hear it, to understand it, to believe it, to be saved. An invitation to come and drink of the water of life freely. Oh, my friend, you can have life. You can have meaning. You can have purpose. You can have fulfillment. You can live the life that God wants you to live in this world and in eternity. Come and drink of the water of life freely. Come and give your life to Jesus Christ. That fulfillment will not be found in money. It will not be found in power. It will not be found in position. It will not be found in this world. It can only be found in Jesus. Finally, in these verses, four encouragements to those who are lost to be saved. First of all, the first encouragement is the person of Jesus Christ. The first encouragement for sinners to accept God's final invitation is because this glorious invitation comes personally. This is a personal invitation from the exalted, the majestic, and the glorious Lord Jesus Christ. 
I might invite you to an event. And that may not impress you, and it probably wouldn't. But if the president invited you to an event, that would be pretty impressive. If a king invited you to an event, well, that would get your attention. In these verses, we have the Lord Jesus, the creator God of the universe, coming to you personally, those who are not saved, coming to you personally and inviting you to come and be saved. The titles, the names, the descriptions given to the Lord Jesus Christ in these verses make it clear that he is more than just a great person of history or even the greatest person in history. The titles, the names, the descriptions given to the Lord Jesus Christ in these verses declare that Jesus himself is God. My friend, you are so loved. You are so valuable to God that God himself in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ was willing to offer himself to make your salvation possible. The king of glory stepped down from his throne, stepped out out of heaven, took on humanity, lived in this world as a peasant, as a servant, lived a perfect life, went to a cross, died on the cross for your sins, for your sins, for your sins. Rose again to make your salvation possible. That's how much you're loved by God. That's how much you are so valuable to God that God himself was willing to make, to give himself, to make your salvation possible. But be warned, those who refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and as, as their Lord, those who refuse to accept God's free offer of forgiveness and salvation, will one day face judgment for their sin before the very same Lord Jesus. My friend, we're all going to see Jesus one day. For those who are saved, He will be our Savior. For those who are lost, He will be their judge. And their lostness will be fixed and secured because they rejected Christ and every invitation to believe. This is God's final invitation in the Bible for you to trust in Him. Here's an encouragement. Jesus Himself offers this invitation. The one who gave His life for you is extending your hand, His hand to you. Come to me. Believe in me. And by the way, that hand is a nail-scarred hand. Come to me. Come and be saved. An invitation from God Himself. The next encouragement to be saved in these verses is the exclusiveness of heaven. Listen, heaven is not open for everyone. Not everyone who dies goes to heaven. These verses make it clear that heaven is reserved only for those, only for those who have been forgiven and cleansed from the penalty and the contamination of their sin by the Lord Jesus Christ. Not everyone goes to heaven after they die. Those who refuse to receive Christ will remain outside of heaven forever. 
forever separated from God. Heaven is an exclusive place, but you can go to heaven. You can go to heaven. What must you do to be saved? What must you do to go to heaven? Trust in Christ. Obey the gospel. Believe who Jesus is according to the word of God. Repent of your sins. Receive him as your savior, the one who died on the cross for your sins. Surrender your life to his lordship over your life. Someone asked me one time, well, what does a person have to do to be lost? And the answer to that is nothing. You don't have to do anything to be lost. <laughs> you have to do something to be saved. And to be saved, you must receive Christ. Here's another encouragement to salvation found in these final verses of the book of Revelation. And that is the truthfulness of the Bible. Again, Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in, the, in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Here's an encouragement to be saved. Everything written in the Bible, including everything written in the book of Revelation regarding the doom of sinners is true and it will come to pass. That is a terrifying certainty. That everything that is found in the book of Revelation concerning the doom of sinners, those who, who refuse to receive Christ, the terrible judgments that they will face because of their own choosing. They chose, to refuse, they chose to refuse to receive Christ. Everything written in the Bible concerning that is absolutely 100% true. Understanding that frightening reality and truth, you should give your life to Christ. <laughs> Be saved from the wrath to come, the Bible says. Give your life to Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that you, whosoever believes in Him, if you believe in Him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. And the final encouragement in these verses to be saved. This is the final invitation in the Bible. <laughs> the Holy Spirit says, Come, Lord. The church says, Come, Lord. Those who are saved say, Come, Lord. Come, come, come and be saved. Drink of the water of life freely. Give your life to Christ. And the final encouragement in these verses from the final verses of the book of Revelation, the final encouragement to be saved is the certainty of the return of Jesus. The last words of Jesus recorded in the Bible... Listen to me. The last words of Jesus recorded in the Bible is an affirmation that He is coming again. That He is coming again. Imagine that. The last words of Jesus recorded in the Bible is an affirmation that, my friend, He is coming again. 
And when he comes, everything that is found in the book of Revelation will have come true. Everything in the Bible will have come true. Not one jot, not one tittle, not one dot of the I, not one cross of the T will not come true. What is written in the Bible, the Word of God, is true and it will come true. And so the last words of Jesus in the Bible is an assurance, an assurance that He's coming again. My friend, things will not continue forever as they are now in this world. Things will not continue forever as things are now in this world. Jesus will come again, just as the Bible and just as the book of Revelation predicts. If the certainty of the return of Christ does not motivate people to repent, then nothing will. You know, back in the day of Noah, when Noah was building the ark, he was building it in the middle of a desert, in the middle of nowhere, saying it was going to rain. And according to the Bible, it had never rained on earth to that point. Amazing. The earth was watered by underground springs and a canopy of, of clouds that covered the earth. It was a perfect, perfect scenario, like a greenhouse effect. <laughs> it had never rained. It had never rained. When it did begin to rain, the windows of heaven were open and all of that rain, that, that, that canopy around the earth of the water fell upon the earth and all of the water under the earth burst forth, the Bible says. And you know, Noah was telling people as he was building a boat in the middle of the desert that judgment was coming. And the rain would start one day, and they laughed at him for 120 years. People laughed at him, scoffed at him, made fun of him. Would go out to that boat and jeer him as he and his family were working on the ark. People make fun of this message. They say that guy behind the pulpit preaching this message is, is nuts. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He belongs to some kind of cult. What he's saying is not right, it's not true, and it's not going to happen. Huh. My friend, it is going to happen. I can't convince you that it's going to happen. But the Holy Spirit of God can. He's the only one who can. And I pray the Holy Spirit of God now will touch your heart. Touch your heart. Touch your heart. Touch your heart. Open up your mind and your heart to the understanding that the Word of God is true and the book of Revelation is true and Jesus Christ is coming again. And the last words of Jesus in the Bible is an affirmation that He's coming again. He's coming again. It could happen any day. For many people, when the rapture happens, it'll be too late. Come to Christ. Come to Christ. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the hour. Now is the time to give your life to Christ. And I pray you will. Pray that prayer of repentance. Pray a prayer, prayer of, of faith in Christ. Pray a prayer of surrender to the Lord Jesus and be saved. Fittingly, the very last words of the Bible, the very last words of the book of Revelation are these words. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.
the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. In the end, the Lord of glory, the God of the Bible, offers heaven to those who accept His gracious invitation to be saved. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May the salvation that He offers be yours. Come to Christ today. Well, my friend, that ends our journey through the book of Revelation. It's been a blessing to me. I pray it's been a blessing to you. Join us next Sunday night. We'll talk about Christmas. <laughs> it's December. We'll talk about Christmas as we continue to meet together on Sunday nights here at Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. Until then, our prayer is that God will bless you.